sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Rise and shine, sports investors. It is another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tuesday, November 24th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is the early line right here on Sports Grid, giving you the edge. I'm Dane Martinez, and as always, I got my main man, Kevin Walsh, burning the candle at both ends, trying to give you all the information you need to make it a profitable day. And we'll try to put the fun and functional sports content as well. Kev, we had a good game on Monday Night Football between two teams that I think are playoff-quality teams, right? I mean, I saw some good defensive play at times. I saw some good offensive play. Play at times. It was a pretty close game back and forth. 27-24. I mean, the margin of victory was really kind of in the first half. Jared Goff getting the crew up to the line in time to spike a ball with one second left to get a field goal, right? Three points was the margin of victory. We talked about the total. It was one of those games where if you teased it in either direction, you were okay. But Kev, Jared Goff, 376 yards passing, three touchdowns, right? His two main targets, Cup and Woods, both go off for fantasy managers. I do got to tell you something, though, Kev. I think the way the Rams were playing does have to do with a missing offensive lineman that we talked about in Whitworth. The run games were not there for both teams, and they were slinging it last night, Kev. Well, listen, you're not just you're just not going to run the football in the box. I mean, it's just not an option. At this point. <laughs> and I, after watching that first half, Jared Goff played one of the best half of footballs of his entire career. And you said to yourself, all that resulted in was a three-point lead. Man, this could probably go south. I mean, just any normal level of regression. First possession, throws a pick. Was it his fault? Was it Henderson? It was a weird screen. Great play by JPP. But boy, did it look like this would get ugly. And then Tampa Bay just remained stuck in the mud. They got that field goal. They didn't move the football. They just gained yep. two yards and kicked it. And they didn't score again until they had tied that thing up at 24 apiece. Jared Goff had another pretty bad interception in the second half, but he continued to move the ball through the air. Again, it was their only plan of attack. They, I was absolutely Word. necessary for this team to move the football. I mean, Cooper it's not Cup like the Bucs couldn't run the ball either, though, Kev. The Bucs couldn't no, run the ball no, they, No, they couldn't, but, I mean... This has been a calling card for for Tampa Bay's defensively That's all fair. season long. The Rams love to run the football, shut the game down. The Bucks will keep mm-hmm. it moving through the air, right? Like we've seen the Bucks have low carry totals. They were playing from behind. The Rams were playing from in front, right? Or at least neutral yeah. and threw the ball 51 times with Jared Goff. That's not how they draw these things up. No, they're not trying to win with Jared Goff going 39 of 51. That's not what they want. No, exactly. Exactly. And you would think, oh, wow, the game script must have been – no, it wasn't against them. They were down at one point in this game, 14 to 7, but the game script was Mm -hmm. fine. They were always right there. This is what they needed to do. And what a win for this team, who is now not only first place in the NFC West, joint second in the NFC Futures market. Only the Saints above them. Rams on the same line as the Green Bay Packers. Seven and three. Remember many moons ago when this team was, oh, they only beat the NFC East. Oh, yeah. Then they beat the yep. Bears. But they're like, ah, that doesn't matter. It's the Bears. 
Well, now they've just beat the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Bucks in consecutive weeks. This Rams team with this defense, for a lot of people, are becoming a play on and a real buy in the futures market. Yeah, I, I hear you. As we welcome our radio audience from around the country, around the globe, big shout out to all the affiliates for getting on the grid and getting the edge early with my man, the candle burner and the spitting statistician, Kev. At this point, right, you know the way I am trying to view teams through the experience of the season. Right. I'm trying to find out who has the Achilles heel that will ultimately get them in January and who has the elements of a game to get through playoff football. Kev, I want to ask you, I started saying, right, both of these defenses have the ability to make plays. You're talking about you can't run on the Bucks. Jalen Ramsey did some work. Aaron Donald in the backfield on the Rams defensive side. Right. So if I give that both of these defenses have the ability to make those plays, you mentioned it. They don't want to win with Jared Goff throwing the ball 51 times. They want to be able to run the ball. But they have mm -hmm. shown that they now can. Right. I've seen now the Rams be able to punch people in the mouth, be able to be physical. They got the three headed monster in the run game. And if need be, they can do this. I don't think it's preferred. Right. Do the Rams mm -hmm. and the Bucks, quite frankly, do they have the elements of the team or the elements of the offense that they need? You know, we, we, we doubt the Ravens. Maybe we doubt the Titans, other teams. Right. Who? can't come back, don't have the run game to complement it, what have you. I think the Rams and the Bucks have the elements they need, like you said, to be serious contenders and play on for uh, sports investors. What do you say? I think the Bucks are getting far too much credit. I think a collapse okay, tell me why. is the only thing that is stopping this team from being the Chicago Bears. What have they done? What have they done? I mean, all they do is collapse when they come up in level of competition. And here's the real deal. You know who they are? Baltimore Ravens, same team. Mm. We can't trust the quarterback right now. Love the defenses. They have their off nights. But when they step up, we just can't trust the quarterback. Look, Tom Brady, best to ever do it. The longevity, you can't knock it. What a, what a tap, like everything. You can't trust them right now. That last interception and the game, that was the play. We've, we've, and I've been talking about this with Lamar. What's the moment where we go, oh, that's the guy. He's back. Two minutes and 30 seconds at home with the ball down three. Years passed, shut the game off. Wake me up in the morning and let me know who Tom threw the game-winning touchdown to. Right. At the minimum, did he get the football in overtime? Now I hear you. What was that pick? Uh, you're right. The question is, do you trust him less than you trust Taysom Hill? In that division, we'll get into it. We got the playoff picture coming into focus, and we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. We're off and running. It's the early line giving you the edge. Your heart's racing. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here onto the early line, giving you the edge, Dane and Kevin. And Kev, you know, we're breaking down these this game of two, you know, Playoff contenders in the NFC, mm -hmm. right? And and I think you've seen throughout the year so far, right? That's how I view the season. Uh, trying to learn about these teams and see 
who has, you know how I answer it, like who can answer all the questions, right? Pose to them. Who can handle it in any different kind of way? Who will avoid the critical mistake? Have you say it in basketball playoffs, right? It exposes weaknesses. And I think that's what happens in the NFL playoffs as well. So you need to be a complete team. Talk to me a little bit more about, you know, it seems like you're saying the Rams have these ways to win, have some defensive playmakers, but it seems like you're falling down a little bit on perception around the Bucks and that they have some critical flaws. Uh, tell me what you think they are, Kev, when it relates to Tampa. Well, right now it's that if he has to, Tom Brady can't go and win a football game, which is the exact opposite of what's been true his entire career. And mm-hmm. we take a look at you know where we are right now. The, the primetime games, I mean, the fact that they keep falling short, it's hard to tell if it's a coincidence. I'm not sure. The one win they have is against the Giants. They won by two. They were not the better football team the entire night in that game. Gave them an excuse. Hey, trap spot, look ahead. You had the Saints on deck. The Saints had the biggest blowout of the season by beating them on Sunday Night Football. We know that they lost to the Saints in the opener. That also a game that Tom... And the thing is, they're losing these games because of Brady. In the fourth what about the Packers games, win, though? He's got five what touchdowns about the Packers five win? interceptions. 100%. They have the Packers win. They're also okay. down 10 nothing in that football game. And Green Bay kind of just let the rope slip. At the end of the day, the Ravens... Two weeks ago, just went to Indianapolis and beat the Colts. Like, the Ravens have one of those wins under their belt as well. But the way that these two teams are trending, when they go up, it's it's not it's not looked good. And Brady, what because here's the thing with Lamar. At the minimum, I can be like, yeah, but the weapons, boy, I mean, are they not there, right? Hollywood Brown's a mess. Willie Sneed's RB is wide receiver too. A.B., Godwin, Mike Evans, where were they? Where did they all go? Tom Brady didn't throw for 100 yards in the second half. He did not, and, they, and he got eight credited by throwing the football to himself in a game script where he needed to throw the football. 26 of 48 for 216 is putrid, and both picks were miserable. This yeah, is a Bucks team that we look at, and I agree with you on its face. They've got all the facets. But why are they seven and four with what seemingly no chance to catch the Saints? Because again, the Saints have the two and a half game lead thanks to having swept them. There's something wrong with this team right now. And it feels like it starts with 12. So. You know, I'm not willing to go as far as you, although I don't, you know, discredit some of what you're saying. I think my answer to you is embedded in what you said with all the weapons and what we said yesterday, right? Like there was potentially 13, 14 fantasy football players in this game. And I think that is part of why I am going to hold out uh, faith in the Bucks offense and a guy like Tom Brady to figure it out. Think about it. Uh, Antonio Brown is a new addition to this team. Um, sure. You know, uh, Rob Gronkowski is only, like, by most people's account, getting into game shape, right? They're just figuring out some of the balance between Fournette and Rojo, that sort of thing. I'd rather have a full cupboard and have to figure out the best way to work it and build chemistry than have a more empty cupboard like we're seeing in Baltimore where they have to resort to activating Des Bryant, of all people, you know? So to me, I think because of that, I'm more confident 
confident to just give the Bucks time to let it situate. And by January, I think they'll be what most people expect. And then you mentioned here that defense, right? In this comparison to Baltimore that we're talking about, uh, the Ravens' defense is banged up. The Bucks' defense, you can't run on. You know, um, Devin White is still a boss. You know, some of these guys up front still making plays. So um, I don't think the analogy is completely flawed. I personally have a little bit more faith in Tampa, although they have taken a step back. They do fall to 7-4. and And as we look at the NFC playoff picture now, Kev, that is still... Good enough to be kind of, you know, entrenched in one of the wild card spots. I don't think uh, you believe that the Bucs are going to miss the playoffs at all. And they're kind of right there in the middle in the wild card, along with Seattle, along with Arizona, like you mentioned, behind the Saints. um, And they do not have the tiebreaker against the Saints because of the way they have fared against New Orleans head to head. What is the biggest thing that strikes you in this playoff picture besides the fact of how jumbled it is with six and seven? win teams well i do think it is the the jumbledness the the okay. nature of it all but it's the jumbledness. To figure out. that's a word yeah. we're gonna use that for the next month yeah. and a half kev the jumble the early line home, home of the jumbledness but that's if you nice. do take a look at at all of this right and again just remove the nfc east fair that that buy which I think is going to be pretty, pretty valuable as long as the schedule stays. In if there, if there's only one buy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if there's seven instead of eight, okay? but hey. That buy does feel valuable. And just look at how all tight this is. I mean, the Rams right now are your two seed with Arizona back at seven. They have two games versus yeah. one another. You know, the Saints are sat there at eight and two. It's hard to think that Tampa can catch them. And that's because realistically, they, they might have to win out eleven and five again. They need to be. So wait, does know, that mean you think Taysom Hill better. is winning out? Because now the same no. quarterback is Taysom Hill, and there's open questions about that. But if you right. think that well, here's a Tampa won't make up any ground, that has to inherently mean you think Taysom Hill continues to rack up some wins though for the Saints, right? Well, the thing is, Tampa Bay is playing the Chiefs this week. Tampa Bay needs a buy desperately. And unfortunately okay. for them, the week 13 buy has done them absolutely no favors. Right. Could they get the win next week against Kansas City? Again, they have the type of roster similar similar to Baltimore. Every single week, I'll say, sure, they could be competitive in the football game. Maybe they could win the football game if they start yeah. to figure some things out. It'd be a sizable upset, though, with the way Tampa Bay is playing. And, that, and the thing is, Dane, they need to do more than make up ground. They need to be a full game yeah, yeah, better yeah. Because of the than the Saints, sure. right? So the Saints need to lose three. They need to go three and three. And the Bucs then need to go unbeaten. Think about that. So yeah, I hear that. you like Taysom Hill doesn't even have to be good. They can lose this. Okay. Like there's a it's it's a hard mountain now for Tampa to climb because of the way that they have squandered those head to head opportunities. I mean, and and that's so wild a thing. If they would have just took one of those games, they're eight and three to the Saints seven and three. I mean, they are. This is such a different seat, and there's no advantage. And maybe that's what stands out as we're talking this out. The importance of these head-to-heads and the difference yeah. that it's going to make when this seeding. Because uh, yeah, I mean, we might just go, who's home? You're through. 
That's right. And think about what the head to heads in the NFC West is still going to do. Right. When yep. we got three squads, it's like not even it's like a round robin in the NFC West. And ironically, Nick Mullins may decide the NFC playoff picture by the by how the Niners play against those three teams. And ironically, also, if you're in the wild card chase, the idea of being five means you get the NFC East champion in the first round. I know it's a kind of question of be careful what you wish for. Right, Kev? But there may be people that, you know, if the NFC East South division champion, for example, is a two seed, which is still possible. Maybe you want to be the five instead, right? Because do you want to, What you know, that's a better matchup. Being the five going on the road to the NFC East champ or being the two and having to like host potentially the Bucks or the Cardinals in the first round, you know, and with no home field advantage really and fans and stuff like that, you may want to be the five over the two in the NFC. Do you buy that at all, Kev? No, I think hoping to get the NFC's champion. I think you always want to be home. Even when there's no fans in the playoffs, even in this year. Yes, yeah, I I think so. I mean, Dane, you've been talking about home dogs all season long. How the heck do those teams keep winning? You know what I mean? Well, that's also against the the spread, right? In the playoffs, we don't care about them. Cover the number. But Dane, this week was. It was four and one yeah, ATS three, with one three out, three out. Right? Yeah. No, listen. Like, it how was. do these teams keep winning? And I think that's part of the reason. And also, you can't be short-sighted. At the end of the day, the next round, let's just say your your five seed goes through. Oh, I'm still traveling now to a much better team as my two seed. I'm supposed to win, whether it's Arizona or Tampa you. Bay. Things like these one, two, three seeds, they're going to all wind up with, you know, 12, 11 wins. They're going to all be similar matchups. The only easy matchup may be the four, five. We turn our attention to the AFC championship playoff picture right after the news update. We gave you an update on one of those teams that have a COVID issue Thursday night is going to be intriguing. We'll be up for that game. We'll talk about it when we come back after the Sports Grid News Update. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the edge on the grid. Big shout out to all of our affiliates. Thanks for waking up early with us, getting the information you need, hopefully to make it a profitable day. As I look at the NFC playoff picture, the last thing I want to ask you, Kev, um, we'll take again the Eagles out of it, right? Because all four of those teams are still live to be the four seed in the NFC. And we acknowledge that. We know it's a joke, ha ha ha, but let's take that off the table. Um, Do you believe, Kev, that The other teams on this graphic, the six-win teams, right, with Arizona and up, do you Mm -hmm. think those are the other NFC playoff teams, right? The Bears are the first team kind of on the outside looking in at five and five. We think they are unraveling. There was notes from Nagy that both Trubisky and Foles, we don't know if they're going to make it uh, for this week. We may see more of Tyler Bray, for goodness gracious. But my question to you is, are you comfortable in our conversations about the NFC, like, Drawing the line there, right? Like, do we kind of know who's in? And the conversation is more about matchup, seating, uh, tiers Mm -hmm. within who we are pretty comfortable will be at least the six non-NFC East playoff teams. Do are are we on the same page on that? So when we look at those teams on the outside, the the Niners and Lions being there, you know what's funny? As much as I, I feel like I don't know why Steve keeps doing it, I saw it posted the other day on Monday Night Football with those teams on the graphic. 
So there's yeah. just some joke that I'm not being included in, they're the, in the hunt. Matt Patricia. They're, in the hunt. they're just absolutely not in the hunt. They just became the second team to get shut out all year to the Carolina that. Panthers defense. Couldn't be less in the hunt. Couldn't be less. I mean, mathematically, like the Eagles could win the Super Bowl. So where you would you like on a, to on a short list? But of here's contenders? the thing, Kev. If you want to put Minnesota on the graphic, then you got to put everybody else with that record. No. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to put Minnesota, but I just don't know how. Like the biggest debate that you and I have had of whether New England should never be spoken right, right, right. about again. And just yeah. Matt Patricia keeps staying on this graphic. It is blowing right. my mind. So, so it's but almost like we have to, uh, we got to create something like if you're two games out, you should still be on the graphic or not, right? And that's the thing. If one or the other. Like yeah, either I'm insane or Matt Patricia is not, belo- like, but it is what it is. Here's what I'll say. Minnesota's loss really, really hurts, hurts them. them. Because now they're going to have to, I don't want to say win out, 10 and 6, but they only have one more loss, and then they're going to need help elsewhere. So it's becoming really, really difficult for the Minnesota Vikings. The Bears sit there at 5 and 5. They are well above touchdown dogs. They're off of a bye. They have a great defense. Green Bay has has occasionally not, you know, shown up in some of these spots. A lot of people feel like the avenue to beat the Packers and Rodgers this year is to have a stout defense. Tampa Bay, Indianapolis. That's what a lot of people right. are leaning on when it comes to taking advantage of the Green Bay Packers. Right. If the Bears won that game, again, they're big dogs to do so. I'm not projecting them to do so. If they won that game, it would change our conversations. I think anything outside of that result, we know our six playoff teams, not including the NFC East, obviously. I know there's seven, everybody. I hear. I hear that. That is fair. I mean, technically, uh, when we talk on Monday morning, you know, the Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears could have the same record, right? So I guess we will see about that. Let's look at the AFC where, you know, the conversation is still some teams that need to get in or out, right? You know, we don't know the seven teams in the AFC, whereas I think we're more comfortable calling it, like we said, in the NFC. And here's the thing also, maybe part of the reason the Patriots or the Denver Broncos at four and six are not on the graphic is because of the presence of some of these other six and four teams that those teams would have to still hop just to get in, right? You know, with six games left, I'm going to not even say the Pats. Call it the Denver Broncos, right? At four and six, they would have to make up two games with six games left to play, but they'd have to make it up over three teams, right? They'd have to be two games better than the Browns and then the Titans and the Raiders, you know, for them to get in. And that would just get them on even footing. Forget about the crazy tiebreakers that are out there. So let's talk about all of these teams that are above 500. In my mind, the first place I think about is there is still a very tight race in the AFC South, Kev. You got the culture right now at seven and three. The Titans right now are six and four. But what do you know? These teams face off in week 12. And this could be very easily flip flop we're seeing a lot of movement in the afc north as well what's the key area to focus on for you in the afc playoff picture i think it's a great point with the south i think the winner of that game will be the closest for people in terms of 
right behind your Chiefs and Steelers. I think Buffalo is jumpable in terms of perception. Indianapolis mm-hmm. then would have won three games in a row, two of them being against yeah. the Titans, but the middle game being against Green Bay. Tennessee, oh, they found their footing. They win at Baltimore. They win at Indianapolis. Right. This team is back. It, we always talk about this sometimes, Dane. If you want to predict a win and get involved with the futures market on a little bit of a look ahead, that's absolutely what you would have the opportunity to do here with this football game. I mean, you take a look at the AFC odds. It goes Chiefs, Steelers, then the Ravens. But then it is the Colts at the same number as the Ravens. The Titans right now positioned at 13-1. to 1. A win for the Titans would shift that thing around. And if you go through the South... Indy is minus 160. That's because they host this game. They're favored to win this game. With a win, they'd have the clean sweep of the Titans, a similar situation to what we've talked about, Dane, with the Bucks and the Saints. I'm not going to tell you the Colts wrapped the division up with a win. It becomes really, really difficult, though, for the Titans because now they need to be a full game better than Indy. Yeah, so unfortunately, we got to, you know, maybe our graphics guy, Steve, is trying to read your mind, Kevin, right? Because we have Cleveland here at 7-3 and three in the wild card. And then it says Cleveland on the outside looking in. That's really Baltimore, guys. That is Baltimore mm. at 6-4. and four. Not Cleveland twice, but I think our guy, Steve, Kev, was getting into your mind because you see a way where Baltimore is on the outside looking in or is falling off this graphic. We don't have Miami yeah. anymore on this graphic after their loss, it looks like they're going back to Tua, right? And I think you may be comfortable thinking about the Baltimore Ravens falling off this as well. This is competitive, Kev. This is not about seeding like it is in the NFC. When we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens, talk to me about what lies before them because we also have to note, Kev, they shut their facility down yesterday. There were reports of multiple people in the organization testing positive for COVID. Then we heard there were multiple players who tested positive for COVID. Now we also know, Kev, there will be multiple running backs ineligible Mm -hmm. for the Ravens. And by the way, guys, they play Thursday. So you know the idea of, oh, we're going to put the close contacts on the list if they test negative for five straight days. They don't have that amount of time, Kev. This game is on Thursday night, the Thanksgiving dessert of it all it's also in pittsburgh so they have to travel as well and guess what kev the ravens are traveling tomorrow who's traveling Mm -hmm. with them and what do we think about this because this now puts the ravens behind the eight ball and as Mm -hmm. we've seen they're kind of behind the eight ball in the afc playoff picture kev they absolutely are. And if you go through what the favored outcomes are of the week, they are supposed to lose. Vegas plays Atlanta. They're supposed to win. The Browns play the Jags. They're supposed to win. The they Dolphins play the Jets, so they get right back in it, too. The Dolphins play yeah, the Jets. Point. Don't forget about I them. I, how they're not on the graphic. I just don't even know the process anymore. They're <laughs> six and four. I mean, just my, but like Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, I'm surprised, isn't on the AFC graphic at this point. Blows my mind. Baltimore might drop to six and five. Many, 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 many teams above them. But let's run through a schedule, Dane, for the first time today as we go through a lot of these teams. Okay. And I know usually you like to ballpark it. No ballpark. Yep. Let's go exact. Because to me, I think this is going to be exact. At Ravens, Pittsburgh, this is? This is the Ravens. At Pittsburgh okay. Thursday night, okay? Okay. Then they host the Cowboys on another Thursday night special. Okay. Mini buy to Cleveland. 
Home versus okay. Jacksonville, home versus yep. the Giants, close it out in Cincinnati against Ryan Finley. Well, I've got them better than you do. I have them getting four or five of those. No, not you. What do you mean better than me? I didn't say where I had them. Oh, okay. I have them getting four or five no. of those. It is. No, no. And that's the floor. Realistically, there's no world unless there is a massive injury where they are losing to any other teams than Pittsburgh and the Browns. It's just right. not who the Ravens are. No matter how well, what about massive going, injuries, their running back room may be down for a while. Yeah, but but good thing for them is like Gus Gus Edwards has been great as a running back. I mean that okay. is I will simply not think that they are going to lose to a Cowboys or a Jaguars or a Giants with okay. because J.K. Dobbins is out, who they don't use enough anyway. My point is with Baltimore, with they if they lose this week. They'll drop to six and five, but realistically, them not getting to get ten, to 10 and 10, six, though. right, would be the most one of the most surprising things of this season. But here's the other caveat, Dane. I don't even know if ten wins will get you in. This is enough. That's the thing about the AFC right now. That's the yeah. change that I think we need to kind of start trying to figure out here. Right. Is somehow in a year where we've expanded to seven. Are we going to have double-digit win teams missing out on the postseason? Because I'll tell you this right now. Vegas is favored to get double digits. The Browns are favored to get double digits. So are the Colts. So are the Titans. This is yeah. all going to come down to tiebreakers. Yeah. Like, so when you're going through Don't forget about the Miami market. No, sure. I mean, I just I know that Miami's not favored in that way. They're dogs in like, their final four. And, and that's the only reason I didn't say Miami. I'm just talking about what I is the you. favorite outcomes. I know they still have to play these games, okay? There's a reason why we don't just go, what's the ATS numbers, and then put those teams in the playoffs, and then ultimately crown a champion. That's not how this works. I know that. But when they repost make-miss playoff markets, go through those. Right now, there's only you know six games left for these teams. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. What do you actually see these teams lining up as? There's value out there. There may be a 10-win team that doesn't make it in the AFC and a 6-win team that does make it in the NFC. Crazy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back, everybody, right here as we put the fun and functional sports content, giving you the edge on the grid, Dane and Kevin. All right, Kev, we've talked about the playoff picture, right, the teams that are performing mm -hmm. well. we got to talk about the also-rans as well. We have an update on the draft order, okay? And, you know, as a Jets fan, right, I love the fact that the NFC East got wins last week, right? I love the Dallas one. I love that Washington one. I love that the Jets fell to the Chargers because that means they get a win. Only the Jacksonville Jaguars are right there. I will say this, though, Kev. Here's another mm -hmm. thing. I, I, I now, you know how, like, in the NBA draft, there was, like, exact bets on, you know, like, Wiseman to go second or whatever the case may be, right? Who will the yeah. Warriors take? Who will this? I'm going to tell you right now. I've got, mark this down, because whenever you can bet it in, like, five months, go bet it. The Cincinnati Bengals will draft Penny Sewell from mm -hmm. Oregon, period. Mm -hmm. End of sentence. Yeah. That is what's going to happen, because now the Bengals, 
right? They ain't going to win much. After Joe Burrow went down, we've all talked about no. this. Ryan Finley is a dumpster fire, blunt guts trash. We're downgrading all their weapons in fantasy, right? Uh, I believe the Bengals will finish with two or three wins. I believe the Bengals will finish probably as, you know, either the two, three, four pick, what have you. As you know, the Jets and the Jaguars who are there will probably go quarterback teams, will trade up, blah, blah, blah. And we all know if you've been following some of the draft prep or some of the, you know, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper stuff, our guy Joe Lisi says the same thing. This kid Sewell out of Oregon is a franchise 10, 12 year left tackle. You draft them and just protect the kid. And what have I been saying all season long that the Bengals offensive line is still trash. Remember, I was mm-hmm. even given the shade about even drafting T Higgins in the second round because the priority should have been to protect the franchise. Now T Higgins has performed well. Don't get me wrong, but I still believe it was something of a luxury pick, right? Because that mm. offensive line needs to be addressed. And now they're in position to lose some games and then address it with the best O lineman at, you know, the three pick overall. That's what I think is the biggest takeaway from me in the draft order based on what happened last week. So if we can just pull that draft order up again, I yeah. would like for people to see. We know who our top three teams are, right? And inside the top seven, Right? We have three of the four NFC East teams. The Eagles <laughs> are nowhere near this graphic because of the fact that they are currently in first place in the division. It has them parked somewhere in, in the, the playoff. 20s, in the playoff, yeah. Right? But Dallas right now is four. Washington is at five. If Philly's disaster season continues and they proceed to maybe only win yeah, one right more football game, they'll they be picking the, in the top yeah. five. So yep. here's the question, Dane. What do they do if a quarterback's on the board? Well, listen, we've already had this conversation with my Jets, right? And you know the way I feel about Sam Darnold. I think he has the ability to be an above-average NFL quarterback. But you have convinced me that... um, If I truly do like Sam Darnold, what's probably best Mm -hmm. for him is to get away from Adam Gaze and have a next good, clean, slate second act, a la Ryan Tannehill. Okay? Mm -hmm. I believe Sam Darnold can have the same exact career path as Ryan Tannehill. Um, So you have compelled me. Let me try to convince you of something. I heard you say to me, I heard you say to Gabe and Cam that your idea of, like, them drafting Jalen Hurts uh, ruined Mm -hmm. the confidence of some level, of Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't buy that. I believe that Carson Wentz is a broken man, but I have a different reason for you. I don't think it's the drafting of Jalen Hurts. that You'd be real soft and childish if that actually got to you, right? What I honestly think it is, Kev, and it's in some of the statistics, the man has been sacked more than any other player in the NFL this year. The man has been hit up a lot. The man has injury concerns. Some of what Carson Wentz is doing with interceptions is him trying to do too much, right? I have seen, though, Kev, other high-end quarterbacks or highly regarded quarterbacks, Kev, sometimes... The confidence gets shot because they just get beaten up too much. You know, the seeing ghosts, the, 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 yeah. uh, uh, I always mess it up, is David Carr, not Derek Carr, David Carr, mm-hmm. right? Number one overall pick, Kev. So something like 60 sacks in his rookie year was never the same, 
right? There are a number of other quarterbacks. Like, I'll make the point that Andrew Luck, you know, was a broken man on some level because of Mm -hmm. getting attacked and that piss-poor offensive line that the Colts then addressed. When Carson Wentz was on that MVP run, right, the first 10, 11 games, whatever it was before the ACL, the Eagles in those years had a top-five offensive line. Hall of Famers on that offensive line. Lane Johnson, healthy, right? That has not been the case. My thesis is that Carson Wentz is compromised, but it's because he's seeing ghosts. It's because he's getting hit up too much. Not necessarily like, oh, Jalen Hurts is a threat. It's, oh, Mm -hmm. I got nobody out there. I'm getting crushed. I'm getting killed. And this does happen to quarterbacks. I've seen this break quarterbacks before where they just Mm -hmm. can't stand in the pocket anymore. They can't make their plays. They are seeing ghosts for lack of a better term that's what i think is going on and unfortunately if that's in creeping into the mind um you've got a problem in philly i'll say this and i think it's i think it's a great point you bring up where philly though and if that's what's going on and by the way i'd much rather that be the case than the theory that i pose to people much rather and <laughs> so honestly it's that. a lot we'll more forward, bro. it's yeah, all good <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot more plausible than than what i've thrown out i just think there's something really off with them right now dog the whole franchise is off so i maybe went a little bit further with the galaxy brain take it is what it is here's the one thing though for philly then Ironically enough, unlike Penny Sewell, who would just be like, the Bengals might as well not even go through the draft process. Right, right, Listen, right. we got Sewell at three. Like, we'll talk, just talk to, the guys to the Jets, talk two. to the, the Jaguars, yeah. being like, you are taking quarterbacks, right? Right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, just want to make sure. Like, if teams start calling us for trades, it's going to be freaking confusing. What'd you guys do? Right, right, right. For the Eagles, though, they would have a really interesting thing there. Because you might be thinking, oh, okay, so they'll get Sewell or Leatherwood, whichever one fell back. But Wentz might have the ability to actually say, no, look, I'm getting all of my talent back. Again, the Eagles lost multiple starting linemen before the season even began. And that would be something for this. The thing about the Eagles' year is, Dan, and this is so great. I said this to you before the year started. I said, I think they might have a disaster season. And Mm -hmm. if Dak stayed healthy or Washington, you know, or the Giants, we would never talk about Philly the way that we are. We'd be like, man, that team is so bad. Who knows what they're going to do? But because they're, it's all they're relative, right? the, the number division, yeah. one team in the division, they're always yeah. talked about. And that's why the conversations go as deep as they are. And if the situation is he just doesn't know what to do in the pocket anymore because he doesn't, he thinks it's going to collapse, he's trying to stay more, he doesn't know what he's doing, then that is a little bit more fixable. I, I just think the Eagles become one of the more yeah. interesting teams if they end up picking top five, which, again, right now would be my projection. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think the Eagles need to be one of those O-line teams. That You know, and Kev, we talk about O-lines and D-lines all the time, right? You know this better than yeah. most. The Eagles were a top-five offensive line for yeah. most of Carson Wentz's career, most of the Doug oh. Peterson era, right? That has changed, right? You know, guys like yeah. Peters, guys like Kelsey, guys like Lane Johnson, they're drafting, you know, O-linemen trying to fix this. I think that is... That's the thing, Kev, not Jalen Hurts. You know, I I think that Carson Wentz and the Eagles have been sacked more. Carson Wentz is rolling out, trying to make plays and do too much. Here's the thing, okay? And I know you're not going to like this, bro. You're not going to like this with the comparison I'm making, okay? Think about the changing narrative on Baker Mayfield. Now that he is getting protected, 
Now that the run game is a support to him, right? And how he's not having to do too much and all that. All of a sudden, Baker is thought of as like, oh, yeah, we'll exercise the fifth-year option on him, right? You know, and now look at when that starts to crumble and we're asking Carson Wentz, I think, to do a little bit too much. I don't know if he ever should have been the MVP candidate. He was playing well for 10 games, right? But now I don't blame him. You're right. There's weapons that are down. I think the offensive line, how much he's getting hit, how much he's getting sacked, leads to some of the interceptions and creates bad habits, Kev. Creates bad habits, creates bad mindsets, and that's a big deal, I believe, for Carson Wentz. I would not throw him away. He's a 27-year-old former number one overall pick. Then again, I wouldn't have thrown away Jameis Winston either, who is also in that vein as a former number one overall pick. Anything else here in the top of the draft order that strikes your fancy? Obviously, the Jets in Jacksonville will be vying for those quarterbacks. I'll tell you what I think. Yet another reason... You got to feel bad for Deshaun Watson, right, Kev? <laughs> I mean, oh, they should be in the top 10. But no, let's give that to Miami. So it's funny. We bring up the same pick for different reasons. The reason hmm. you bring up is uh, unfortunate, sad state of affairs. But you know where I'm going. Hmm. That pick belongs to the Dolphins in the top eight. And they just committed the Cardinals sin. They're not going to do the Josh Rosen thing, I don't think, though. Yes, yes, they are. If he if he looks this bad, I I think they're out. I really believe that. There is no the the move to Fitz was insane. The move off of Fitz was insane. What are they doing? It doesn't make sense. Dang, Fitz had won two games in a row. Was playing like top ten level quarterback play, and they're like, Here. nope, off of a bye. Two is the guy, and then they just benched Tua. What like? The, the I think they thought they had a chance to win that game by pushing it downfield. Uh, that Tua has been more of this efficient game manager, and it's worked because of the special. Well, at this stage of his career, maybe, but that doesn't mean but they're going to go draft another quarterback. Find out that doesn't mean they're going to draft another quarterback. But not they, when they are six and four and still in the playoffs. Their priority is short term. They wanted to get win number seven, and they, they saw that down by ten, Fitzy can make the magic. Tua, Tua can't. Then and why did they bench Fitz the first time? Then why'd they bench Fitz the first time? Because, Dane, you're answering for someone who you shouldn't have to answer for. What they've done here is hypocritical across the board. It is. It just is. But two is going to look better against the Jets this week. And then we're right back to square one. And he's, you know, mate. Well, listen, you know, I know I don't mind if that would be the case. Right. Um. I do want to mention also here we have, like you said, the uh, three kind of NFC East teams all here. And then Atlanta is there as well. Atlanta, I want to ask you about. Yeah. They're another team, right? They're going to have a new head coach, new GM, new regime. Teams like this, and I'm going to put the Detroit Lions in there as well, right? Do you think they're turning the page, right? I think the Falcons and the Lions, we've talked about, I think you and I both expect by March 2021, Kev, will have a new uh, power structure. They both also have aging veteran quarterbacks. I've told you that the hardest thing for a new regime to do is manage the end of a flagship franchise player. Is this an opportunity for guys like Stafford and Ryan to have the last act of their career like we saw with dudes like Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady this year? It's a great question. 
it, and I and I think it's a, a worthwhile discussion. Here's what I'll say when we start to bring these things into the fray, right? When you're like, oh, I think Atlanta drafts quarterback. Oh, I think I think the Lions draft quarterback. I think the like we then have to find. Oh, other I don't think that. I you. think like Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback for the Falcons next year. Right. That's but what now, I think. Where where does Matt Ryan go? Right. Good question. That's the thing. So and here's San what Francisco. I'll say. San Francisco. Hey Kyle, right. remember me? I, and guess what then? Where does Garoppolo go? Here's what I here's what I, I one of my favorite exercises to do. And maybe at some point we'll have room and we can bring it on to the we'll show. Do the, yeah, the, car- the merry-go-round. The quarterback carousel. <laughs> but here's where you need to start this year. There's 32 teams in the league. How many of these teams mm-hmm. are you positive, positive, have their starting quarterback right. no, I, I figured it out going into next yeah. year? There is a process, Kev. I've done this in the offseason before, and I think you're right. You start there, then you look at the supply and the demand, right? Then you play the musical chairs, and you have to also accept some people that are starters are no longer going to be starters. They'll be in a different phase of their career, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. We catch you up on major stories in the NFL, injury, COVID as well, when we come back here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line. You need to, guys, get a like a feed behind the scenes in our commercial break. I am proposing that a long snapper is one of the most important positions on the roster right now in these no, no, no. times. No, 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 but not one of, not one of, no, 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 the yeah, second yeah, yeah. most, the second yes. most. That's important. right, yes, yes. Yes, behind quarterback. Why? Absolutely. I believe so, because it is the uh, less replaceable uh, position. But anyway, I digress. We're talking about COVID because, unfortunately, um, names keep popping up. You know, uh, Robinson, the big safety from the Bears, is on the list. Minnesota Vikings wide receiver and league leader in touchdowns, Adam Thielen has now been placed on the reserve COVID list. You know, you talk about the Minnesota Vikings and if they're still, you know, viable in the NFC and we think their offense, you know, with Cook and those two wide receivers, Adam Thielen has been a beast in the red zone. He is on the COVID list. But Kev, on Thursday night, because, you know, Adam Thielen at least has his five days to test negative and all that stuff, right? Um, Thursday night, a mere two days from now, the Baltimore Ravens are supposed to travel to Pittsburgh and play the Steelers in a huge AFC game. Baltimore Ravens are led by their run game. We know about Lamar, but J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram have tested positive for COVID, so they're going to not be able to play on Thursday night. We're going through the whole process, the testing, the contract tracing, the remoteness. But, Kev, this game is in two days. This is not, you know, we have a window until Sunday or Monday night. And as you know, this is the primetime network bad boy, right? So the networks want this. The NFL has been trying to preserve network television. And you can't slide another game in there and give another another game and two teams a short week. What do you think is going to happen ultimately here for Thursday? We'll be playing. We won't see Dobbins. We won't see Ingram. If other people pop up, we won't see them either. They gave us the answer in week nine when the Niners and the Packers were told to push through and play that Thursday nighter. That right there was the was the moment where it, well, we're not canceling any more games. We're just not. 
They're, they're, they're not going to, like, unless it's a very easy schedule fix or it's like a But all the buys are gone. You know, only the Bucks and the Panthers, I think, have a buy left. Yeah. So basically if the Bucks are the Panthers, who have already played each other twice. But, like, that's the only way. Dang, they told the Niners, no, don't worry about it. You don't need a wide receiver. And then told the Packers, you don't need a running back. Get out there and make it happen. And that's what they did. And then we. I wonder, move forward. I wonder if the Ravens get on the horn to the NFL Players Association, you know, and be like, ah, they can't make us do this. I don't know. No, it's they can't. Right. See you Thursday. Very interesting. We will see. We'll also see how this story moves. Right? It could get more players.